The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And if you are new to the AI Today podcast, welcome, and we're so excited that you have joined us. Make sure to subscribe so you can get updated of all of our episodes that we have coming up. We have some wonderful additional interviews lined up, and we also are talking about different topics, uh, including this idea of pseudo-AI or AI washing, and we also have uh, additional educational topics that we've uh going to have lined up as well. So we're really excited about all of our upcoming episodes. And if you've been following us for a while, you'll know that we are big advocates of doing AI right, really breaking down terminology for you, and also sharing clips from our AI education. We are, like I said, big advocates of doing AI right. And so we have a CPMAI methodology, the Cognitive Project Management for AI methodology, and we have a very robust training and certification. So if you're interested in learning more, you can go to cognolitica.com slash CPMAI, or you can take our free intro to CPMAI course, which is geared just for you, our AI Today listeners. I know that many folks who listen to our podcast have gone through our intro to CPMAI, our free intro to CPMAI. So thank you to everybody who's done that. We always love feedback from you as well. But on today's podcast, we want to talk, this is from our uh, AI education series, so it's a snippet from our training and certification course, going over data debt. What this term is, maybe you've heard before, maybe not, so we're going to break down what it is. We're going to talk about some of the problems that come with data debt. I mean, I think any organization at this point now just has a lot of data and it continues to grow at an astounding rate. But, you know, so what does this really mean for data debt? And with any debt, you pay interest on that debt. So what does that mean Um as it relates to data debt. One term that's worth understanding in the context of data quality and data preparation is this idea of data debt. So over time, when we have been building and using data systems for the past many decades, we accumulate a lot of data and a lot of data systems. And as a result, we accumulate a lot of data problems. Data has been used in organization for decades and accumulating across many of the different systems, processes, and organizations as they evolve and merge and change are, of course, the accumulations of these data and these data systems. So data debt is the accumulation of data-related problems over time as a result of the accumulation of data systems and data that's been stored for a wide range of purposes for different data processes, as well as the various different systems we've used to integrate and move data around, and other aspects. And this data data debt results in quality, flexibility, governance, and security problems and issues. Now, the reason why it's called debt is because the cost of these issues increases over time and it, imper- it imposes a burden on the organization, just like any other kind of debt that you borrow and you later have to pay back. It also incurs interest over time. And we'll get into that in just a second here. The Vs of big data make the data debt problem even worse because we have growing data volume, 
at higher data velocities with greater data varieties in many different states of veracity that challenges systems, processes, and people to operate effectively. And as we've been incurring this debt, paying down the data debt really becomes much more difficult over time as the growth of big data accelerates. So this idea of the data debt really comes from this idea of technical debt, which was first articulated by Ward Cunningham in 1992, over three decades ago. And this idea of technical debt is the idea that organizations make decisions about applications that push to the future or defer future costs in favor of current benefits. There is definitely a future cost, but because organizations need to reach their goals quickly, time to market is short, they often make the trade-off of the short-term gain versus the long-term costs that just accumulate over time. So this idea of technical debt is that it accumulates when the focus is on immediate completion and the idea of technical quality is neglected. And each time a team ignores the small but growing issues, and they think that this neglect will not affect the outcome when it actually does. So the data debt version of this, of course, is that the paradox that no matter how low the cost of storage declines, how much cheaper it is to store and manage data, the costs of information capture, access, and management keep on growing. So this is sort of how we know we have a data debt issue. So what are the problems of this data debt? Well, as we incur more and more data debt, we prevent the effective use of analytics, and we limit the visibility into data across our systems. We, of course, reduce the efficiency and effectiveness of our operations. Data debt slows down and complicates decision-making. It prevents the effective use by data of data by those who really need it. Data debt exposes potential data security, privacy, and compliance risks, and it even makes compliance with regulations more difficult and expensive because of all of our various data systems and processes and practices that we have that just accumulate over time. Data debt challenges are significant when we try to figure out how to identify what data assets we even have and where and how those assets can be accessed. Data debt also prevents the development of consistent data skills across the organization, as we have to learn many different systems, many of which may be compatible, inconsistent, obsolete. The, the solutions may not even be supported anymore by the various vendors that sold them many, many years ago. And of course, data debt incurs high costs of operation of data systems with many systems that are overlapping, duplicate, obsolete, and or have high maintenance and operating costs. So when we talked about data debt, we said that we were paying interest on the data debt. And this interest that we pay is every year and, and consistently we have to spend time and money maintaining or repairing, modifying, and working with these duplicate or obsolete data systems and data that is unnecessarily replicated and duplicated in many different places and in consistent ways. We also pay interest by spending time and money on cleaning and managing and integrating and manipulating data across these overlapping and obsolete systems. We pay interest in our data debt in the cost of storage, in the cost of data 
licensing for software systems, in the cost of infrastructure, in maintaining data and disparate data systems, in the form of backups, and making sure that those systems that we depend on are still up, even if they are obsolete and redundant with other systems. We also pay interest in our data debt by spending time and money fixing data-related problems, stemming from system inconsistencies and compatibilities and vendor-specific differences. We also pay interest in our data debt with costs in maintaining compliance and security on duplicate and overlapping systems. And you might think that movement to things like the cloud makes things better, but they don't because we just incur the cloud-based versions of these data debt issues. So what we have learned across these many decades is that technology is not the solution to the data debt. In many cases, it's part of the problem. We've accumulated a lot of technology. So adding more technology doesn't make the data debt problem any better, right? Data debt is often viewed incorrectly as an IT problem, but it is really an enterprise organizational issue. Adding more technology adds more systems, which actually incurs more debt over time. So the solution is, of course, process and method, which are much harder to implement than tools. People would much rather buy a tool solution to a problem than change the way they do things. But some of these things are easily doable. We need we can think about methods for movement to data architecture systems that aim to consolidate systems, look at standardization approaches for data models and methods. We can apply consistent techniques across a wide range of data systems, both on-premise and in the cloud. We can look at methods for data reuse. We can improve continuous data governance, management, and transparency. The above are just, you know, these are just some of the key ways of paying down the data debt. Fewer systems is better than more systems. But the problem, of course, is when you consolidate onto a smaller number of systems, they become obsolete, and then we need new systems as new architectural approaches emerge, new kinds of data emerge, new needs for analytics emerge. It's very hard to pick the single system. Every time we try to do that, we fail. So architecture and design and governance is really better than any number of systems. And this is especially the, since we can't predict the future. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't even know if the firm itself will change. The organization might merge, might, might change its mission. Um, you know, the organization may combine with another organization that may be using a very different set of tools. And the technology you're using might become obsolete or you might have new needs. So attempting to solve this problem by finding the ultimate technology platform to solve our data problems is not the issue. So an organization needs to be in control of its architecture and planning to reduce and eliminate this data debt. We hope that you enjoyed that excerpt on data debt from our education. Again, as I had mentioned earlier, we are big advocates of doing AI right. We try and take terms that maybe you've heard of before, maybe you haven't, and really break it down so that you can understand that. I know that many of our listeners have said they really enjoy how we how we break down some of these terms that may seem complicated, may seem technical, and really apply it to them so that they have a better understanding of that. If you're interested in learning more and you know having uh, AI broken down, especially running and managing AI projects with a proven framework and step-by-step -step approach, I encourage you to check out our CPMAI training and certification. For our listeners, you can go to aitoday.live slash CPMAI to take our free intro to CPMAI course. 
Many of our listeners already have done so, and we love to hear from you as well. So, you know, definitely take it if you're interested in then getting the CPMAI training and certification. We encourage you to sign up for that, but also reach out to us. We love to hear from our listeners, especially as it relates to different topics that you'd like us to talk about. I know that some of our listeners have said they'd like to see the role of AI in cybersecurity. So we may have some upcoming podcasts on that. Uh, But just in general, we do like to hear from our listeners. You can always reach out to us on LinkedIn. You can go to our website at cognolytica.com. That's C-O-G-N-I-L-Y-T-I-C-A.com. And you can also, um, you know, reach out to us uh, by rating our podcast. We love to hear from our listeners. Many people have written reviews so that we can hear about the topics that you'd like and additional topics that you'd like to hear more of. So with that, we hope that you've enjoyed this snippet from our AI education. And please make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already so you can get notified of all of our upcoming episodes. Like this episode and want to hear more? With hundreds of episodes and over 3 million downloads, Check out more AI Today podcasts at AIToday.live. Make sure to subscribe to AI Today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, or your favorite podcast platform. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. This sound recording and its contents are copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.